Hello and welcome. This is the Bolster Risk Management Podcast. I'm Don Bish. Every podcast, I talk through different products and ideas about personal insurance, finance, and general money well-being. Well, that seems to be a bit of a buzz phrase at the moment, doesn't it? Along with wellness. That said, financial well-being is a key factor in stress and depression. Well, with that happy thought, let's crack on. Health insurance. Well, why bother? First up, episode 60. We're at episode 60. Jeez, who would have thought? Nearly, uh, well, more than a year ago, I started on this journey, and I've done 60 of these things. Fantastic. Right. Sorry, I digress. Let's get back into it. Right. So health insurance, why bother? The myth is that you don't need health insurance because of ACC or because of the New Zealand public health system. Other myths are that the health system is a waste of money or that all insurance companies are the same. This podcast will challenge those myths and will help you learn how to protect yourself from poor health treatment choices. So three key ideas today. ACC and the public health system, it is not an either or choice. Not all health insurers are the same, and the only two levers in your control to keep the cost of cover down. Okay, so ACC and the public health system, it is not an either or choice. We are very fortunate in New Zealand to have both ACC and a very effective public health system by comparison to many other OECD nations. That said, they are not to be viewed as the total solution for all of your health treatment needs. Firstly, let's just keep this straightforward. ACC, Accident Compensation Corporation, is for accidents. If you need cancer surgery, ACC won't help. Secondly, there are two types of basic care on the health system, uh, elective and acute care. So the public system is great for acute care. Elective treatment is loosely having the choice and I say that almost tongue-in-cheek, of when treatment might happen. Acute is, for example, the ride in the ambulance, it's sudden and emergency. The quality of elective care, though, well, you may receive that, depends, uh, let's just start that sentence again. The quality of elective care you may receive depends largely on where you live in New Zealand. Tripping over my own words. Uh, yes, that is right, it's sometimes been called the uh, the postcode healthcare system. Uh, now, you do need ACC and you do need the public system for acute care. However, private health insurance covers elective conditions and treatment only. Okay, the public health system, it's under stress. Over 4 million people trying to use a services designed for 3 million people, among the heap of other challenges which the public health infrastructure faces. Read any news provider in any given week and you'll find a story about treatment waiting times or certain treatments not covered. Uh, the non-pharmac drugs debate, debate uh, rages you know, wide and large or just you know, overworked and stressed nurses and staff. You cannot get the best treatment on the public system for certain types of illness and conditions. Cancer is an obvious discussion point because it affects so many New Zealanders. The public system cannot provide the best drugs which are too expensive and need to be bought outside of the pharmac funding system. Oh, and uh, don't forget the cost of actually administering the drugs. That is a whole other issue. In some cases, it can be as much as the drugs themselves. Uh, if you are concerned about public health system, more importantly, if you're concerned if they can meet your family's needs when they need it, well, then you need health insurance. If you want the best cancer treatments available in New, Ze in New Zealand, you need private health cover. If you've seen friends or extended family wait for months just to get to the next appointment in the treatment process while they suffer more and get worse, you need medical insurance. To get the best cover for non-pharmac drugs, not just for cancer, so that you improve your chance of survival, 
you need health insurance. On balance, private medical cover gives you the best chance of recovery in the fastest time. Right, the next section, in bold, not all health insurers are the same. Some health providers leave their members out of pocket for huge expenses. Uh, traditionally would have been known as 80% plans, it's going back a few years, but uh, or you might know them as co-share arrangements. Uh, there's other ones out there where they have benefit maximums, which means the insurer will, in some cases, pay below the actual costs of your treatment because they think those costs are unreasonable. Now, that may be so, but if you are the one paying for cover, why should you be penalised? For example, if your surgery costs, say, 60000 an insurer may only pay 40000 as that is the benefit maximum. That means you, the member, need to stump up an extra 20000 yourself on top of the premiums you've been paying. There are products on the market where your entire treatment costs are covered. Many health insurance providers will tell you where to get your treatment too, even if that person or treatment provider is not the best available. Now, if you're paying a premium for a premium service, wouldn't you want to have choice in where you have treatment? Again, there are products on the market where you have that choice. And non-pharmac cover, it is another minefield. Consider this, a particular cancer drug might, might cost, uh, whatever, $150,000 for a course of treatment, yet the health insurer's best flagship plan only covers you for $20,000. Another pitfall is in the fine print where the insurer may only provide non-pharmac drugs while you are in the hospital, or they may only provide non-pharmac drugs for cancer care and not the myriad of other possible conditions. None of this is bad in itself, but you need to know what you are buying. Marketing hype and the glossy web pages, they're not going to tell you. Non-pharmac cover could be just that, with no strings. Now then, the only two levers in your control to keep the costs of cover down. Right, before we get into those two, let's talk about how the premium cost is put together from the member, from your perspective, from the member's perspective. There are three components. So the age of the member, CPI or inflation rate, and the costs of the product. We have no control over these three, by the way. What can be done is to choose the type of cover carefully and to use an excess if you're in a position to do so. So last week, one of my team ran a, a quote for someone. The client wanted a dental option, which is fine, except that the additional premium cost for this person was $600 a year. The maximum benefit available to the member, assuming that they claimed all of the dental, was $550. Now, that's what we call dollar swapping. There's no point. Paying the premium the same amount that what you're going to get back in a year, there's no point. In my opinion, you're better off covering for the big ticket things that ordinarily you cannot afford. Many people cannot afford to cover a $40,000 operation, but they might be able to cover the $30 or $40 for a GP, for example. Don't insure for the things you can afford. Insure for the events you cannot afford. That is the point of insurance. As for an excess... Be sure that if you need to call on the money quickly, you can get it. There's no point having a $6,000 excess for surgery if you cannot get hold of that $6,000 when you need to. Yes, the monthly insurance premium will be significantly lower, but your financial position may not sustain that level of excess. And finally, get advice from a professional insurance advisor. Don't listen to Uncle Ray down the road who thinks he knows something. Speak with a professional. We are mandated by law to follow an advice process that is stricter than your accountants or your lawyers. Yes, you heard that correctly. That is true. 
your advisor will steer you in the right direction. And if they can't or they won't, well, talk to me. I'll match the circumstances to your budget. Right, that's my little sales pitch done there. Right, as I tend to repeat on uh, just about every podcast, I talk in generalized terms. I try to give you enough information to think through your next steps. Uh, frankly, I, I say most of that because of the disclosure and compliance, but look, be sensible. Your situation is unique to you, so get professional advice. If you want to have a chat further on asking your question, or perhaps you have a question or a topic that you want me to cover in the next podcast, by all means, you can get me on a range of places. Uh, my email is dominic at bolsterriskmanagement.co.nz. Uh, you can jump onto the website and uh, have a look at the, the chat option. So bolsterriskmanagement.com. Facebook, we're all over Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. What else we do? Instagram, uh, you name it, we can probably do it. Um, we've got a book on Amazon that I wrote, so Your Money Matters. I'm a big component, uh, proponent of um, uh, sorting your dosh and making sure that your financial position is in such a way that you don't have to think about it or get stressed by it. So I've written a book to help you guys. I also have three online courses to help you with your money management. I run workshops for employees if you're interested in that type of thing. If you're new to this podcast, hit subscribe. That'll be great. Uh, if you're a regular, we'll tell your friends, share the love. That'll be great. Uh, what else can I tell you? If you want to be able to read the article that goes with this podcast, you can find it under the blog section of the website. I think there's, uh, there's nearly 40 articles to read. We've got free books and other goodies for you as well. That's it. That's it for me. Just under 10 minutes. Love you lots. Talk soon.